0: So this is actually a half a shell. It's not a full glass eye. So, <laughs> <laughs> hi
1: guys, welcome to Big Laws Official. Today on Talking Strongman, we have Don Idris, the co-founder of World Ultimate Strongman. Don, thank you for joining me today, buddy.
0: Laws, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. I feel a little bit more than just honoured to be on the Laws cast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very, I'm very happy you're on, and I'm loving the setup. This looks. Very professional over there.
0: Made an effort for you, laws. Got some yeah. lights, a professional microphone. Uh, this is the uh, this is the almighty live stream room where we control everything for the of strength. So
1: I am <laughs> loving it because sometimes I've got guests on their mobile phones and, and bad connections and lighting. You look absolutely beautiful there. So oh, thank you so much. <laughs>
0: thank you. Now, our um, our our camera team wouldn't like wouldn't allow. You know, otherwise, they're like, oh, you're, you're doing a podcast. Let us set this up for you. Set that up for Like, it's, it's a recorded Zoom call. I mean, they're like, no, 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 but still, well, let us do our thing. Oh. So I have a load of dials and buttons in front of you. I have no idea what they do. Yeah. So I was D- told not to don't touch Don't any of those. Exactly.
1: Just, just exactly. keep your hands just... still. We won't touch those. We'll be fine. So look at laws, and that's it. Sweet. That's all. <laughs> you can hear me okay, though, yeah? You sound perfect. Yeah, sound, lighting, everything is absolutely brilliant. So I'm very, very Thank happy. You. Thank you. So it's pretty hot over there. You were just saying off um, camera, it's... Oh God. Did you say 55 degrees? Yesterday was 55. Wow. It started off at 7 a.m. It was 43. So and this, is why, oh, this, is, this is why we can't run strongman contests in Dubai at this time of year.
0: <laughs> well, to, to be fair, it's only this horrendous, maybe five, maximum six months of the year. Yeah. Come October... October straight through to March, maybe even sometimes April, it's great. Okay, December, November, December, January are brilliant. Even a little bit chilly at night because you've got that desert; uh, that temperature drops massively. Yeah. It's actually not the heat as much as it is the humidity over here. Yeah. So yesterday, fifty-five and eighty-nine percent humidity. It, it, it was we couldn't breathe. That's. And then um, you're sitting in air conditioning all the time. That gives you a headache and a stuffy nose. And the stuff he knows these days is not very welcome in public people are like oh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> put a mask on him spray him with something it's, it's
1: just it's just messy yeah. so well, um, talking but, of that situation with um the masks and and obviously covid it's it's ruined a lot of plans for a lot of promoters this year um obviously there's a bigger picture to it all, but for guys like yourself who you know, Don's the, the well, you're, you're the man behind the world, ultimate, strong, uh, ultimate Strongman. You, along with Mark Boyd, you guys are the main men in charge. You've been really putting on some some good shows the last couple of years. And obviously- you've,
0: met some of, you've met some of our operations team. Whether we're in charge or not, it's questionable. <laughs> I mean, you've seen little Xena run around to do yes. everything, and yes. we just get yelled at most of the time. Because well, we, we come up with an idea, we say, let's do this, and then we're told... I think we all need strong to. women around us to, exactly. to to make us do what we should be doing. <laughs> no, but we, we've luckily managed to put together a very, 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 very good team over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, you guys do have
1: a great team. I, I mean, I, one would hope. One would hope. So, so, so tell me about the the World strong Strongman. How did it all kind of come together? You, how did you meet Mark? What was the? Because you've you've got a background in other events as well, don't you? Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I met Mark in a gym for a change. We, uh, we, my partners and I, we have a a couple of different businesses together. One of them was actually a health, excuse me, a health and fitness concierge service. So, we take high-end clients, we see what they need, we get them their blood testing done, we match them with the right gym, with the right trainer, schedule, do nutrition, everything. Client pays us and we pay out our partners and employees. So it was going pretty well. And then I met Mark. That's how I met Mark. He was doing some work with us. And um, there's a trade show here, the only sort of fitness expo, the only big one, yeah. kind of like the equivalent of FIBO's called Dubai Muscle Show. And they, but you know, expos have features of various sporting activities in order to attract a crowd. <coughs> excuse me so their first edition was i think 2016 where mark had positioned himself to do a small strongman competition under the brand name Emirates strength yeah and um, and that was dubai's strongest man because there's not a very big strongman community here in dubai it's not a big it is now It's getting there but at that time there was just a handful of people who were strong enough to be classified as strongman. Um, so by the time we met, this was end of 2017, the expo had given us a spot to run uh, a bigger competition. So that's where we kind of decided, we are like, you know what, there's, there's something to be, to be leveraged here. I mean, it's, he's the athlete, obviously, and I just have a, a thing for some, anything spectacular. And it's just annoying that in this region, at that time, that spectacular sport of strongman, something that appeals to a child, a granny, an old man, is something that literally everybody can watch and everybody can stomach. Because strongman is not a sport where everybody can aspire to, oh, I'm going to train really hard and I'll be six foot ten and be able to, no. So you'll always be viewed as superheroes in the eyes of the average Joe. Yeah, So that puts it in a different category. It's not sports anymore. It's a sport, but it's also, oh my God, what is happening here? How are these humans pulling trucks or picking up? I think that was, what, since 19...
1: However many, but let's take TV. Since 1977, this has been going 77, on? 77 World Strongest Man started, yeah. And it was literally get the, the biggest, strongest guys from all different sports, put them together for this big spe- spectacle and mm. see who can win. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: So we did that show and uh, the Expo had invited Eddie Hall. So they'd invite a famous person from various uh, b- bodybuilders, fitness models. And stuff like that. So that year was Eddie. He had just won, was it t- 2017? He won world yeah, he Strongest, won world Best strongest, Best strongest Man. Man 2017. Um. So, as I'm talking to Mark, I'm like, you know what? Let's just put everything we have into the show. The lights and the production and this. Even though it was just a maybe 10 by 10 space, uh, we had like a quad bike deadlift, we had a car deadlift. We had, we had a. a it's, it had never been done like that, and we were the busiest feature area. So immediately, I'm like, okay, there's something. There's something to do here. There's something that can be done.
1: Was this just with and local
0: athletes? Convincing? This is with local athletes and Mark, to give it some validity, he had suggested that we fly over a couple of the, not pros, but a couple of well-known um, mm-hmm. Scottish or English um, uh, competitors. Danny Moore, I think, was a 105 or 110 yeah. competitors so we flew him over. Um, so the show was great. And I, I said, listen, we need to speak to Eddie Hall. So we met him, we sat down, and we just told him, right, here's what we want to do. we want going to do the biggest strong show in the world. So <laughs> obviously he looked at us like, okay.
1: Who are these really jokers?
0: <laughs> so it was a weird one-eyed dude and a Scottish guy who nobody can understand. What are you guys doing here in the <laughs> desert, first of all? Um, so that conversation kind of took off, and then Eddie and his manager left, And then we just kept plugging on, plugging on, and we said, all right, let's take everything that we know would work here. What we wanted to do was put together a show that would attract everyone, whether or not you're a Strongman fan, by having features that you would still buy a ticket to go to each feature individually. And while you're there, oh, you end up watching Strongman. So by the time you leave, you're a Strongman fan. So... It, it it proved to be a little bit of a, it was, it was kind of like a gecko eating a cow. It was too big. It didn't fit. Uh, but we had to, we, we said, no holds barred, let's do whatever we can. Uh, and we asked Eddie to be our, like, sort of athlete liaison. Yep. Slash promoter, slash helper, consultant. And fair play to him. He was so, 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 so helpful. And he told us, right, strongman, here's the thing, here are the things that are wrong. strong or could be done better Mm -hmm. um athlete treatment prize money we took all of that on board and we didn't want to do it a little bit better we said let's just you know because most of the things i mean you've been there yourself most of the things that make the athlete hospitality and treatment so good are not very expensive it's just attention to detail having the right people making them feel making you guys feel not only like you're welcome, but that you belong. Yeah, this is literally your home. But because of the
1: nightmare stories, I mean, no athlete would have spoken to us if we had have approached well, them directly. Without Eddie, you know, Eddie was the one that approached me to come to the first show. Yeah. And yeah, you know, a lot of the strongmen now, when there's a new promoter involved, we are a little bit standoffish because of situations that have happened mm. in the past. Um, you know, there's always new promoters trying to to do things. Um, and so many athletes have been screwed over. Yeah. To be honest, you know they've not been paid um, on, on not been paid at all. I've I've been at events where, you know, been promised such and such, and <laughs> the, the events run. It's it's been a disaster. You ring ringing up the promoter afterwards, and you can't get hold of them. They've they've done a runner, you know. So it does make us a little bit kind of standoffish. So the the fact that you had Eddie. Vouching guys that that, that's that's why you were able to get so many of the top guys to compete in your first show I mean, it was our first show and obviously Look, it's a
0: show right and you want to build a brand So you just pick the top top best guys and you invite them. There was no qualification system. There was no criteria Um, But we also had to be careful because once you throw out that kind of prize money You can't drop back Now, aside from that, there will be a lot of people who are willing, but yeah. may not be. Uh, so it was a, it was a half sport, half business decision. Yeah. And even then, we knew very, very well that it's going to take us a long time to earn your trust. Because we, aside from hey, here's some money, it doesn't always work. You have no. to earn the respect of the people involved. Like our top, first and foremost priority has always been the athletes. Yeah. Along with their families. Yeah. Because that's what gives you comfort. You're leaving home, you're going to a city or a country you've never been in before. Not the best climate circumstances, working for or competing for people who you don't know from Adam. Yeah? Of course you're going to be hesitant. You know, And especially since it's prize money, there's no way you can say, well, I want to deposit up front.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, w- when I came over for the first World Ultimate Strongman contest in Dubai, uh, I think I ended up, was it fifth? I, I, don't, I remember
0: that phone yeah, call. You you did not give me the time of day. I'm like, hey, um, so uh, welcome. and uh, Would you like to bring your family along? You're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm coming alone. <laughs> you were so skeptical. I and was. Even it, I think it took you two, three days of consistent breakfasting with you when you're kind of like, all right, these guys I, I, aren't.
1: I, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, when people meet me at first, you know, I try and be pleasant and polite to everyone, but there's there's a bit of a wall there that you've got to kind of earn that, that trust. As, as, as you should have, yeah. as you should have. And I mean, like, now if, if I'm going to go somewhere first time, don't know these people, that I'm going on my own. I'm not bringing my family with me. It's business, focused on that. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. We, 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 we created a relationship and you know, we've become friends and stuff. Second time around, I'm bringing the family with me. You, know, you guys are using <laughs> me for the commentary. Um, we talk quite regularly. And I can genuinely see the work that yourself and, and Mark are putting in to try and improve Strongman. Um, you know, I know you've got other businesses as well that you focus on, but f- for me, my love is strongman. It's it's been my life for for nearly twenty years now, and I'm clearly very passionate about it. So when I see well, ours people, ours too, ours too, we just love it. I mean, it's yeah.
0: it, it's look, our fight side of the business that's interesting because it's easy to put together and it's just an easier sell. Yeah, uh, any kind of combat. No no one has ever walked away from a fight to go look at the juggler. It just doesn't happen. That's human nature. Uh, you're watching your favorite rugby team, your favorite football game. No matter what's happened, fight breaks out in the bar, everybody's watching the fight. <laughs> yeah. That's just how we're wired as humans. Yeah. So, But with strongmen, it's just, first of all, it annoys me to no end how poorly compensated strongmen are. I think it's... Probably and i 'm not an athlete of sort of any sort, I think it's probably one of the harshest, most difficult sports to train for or to endure uh, and looking at some of the athletes, you hear things as well I mean I, I, I do a little bit of research quietly and see what's going I mean you take football players, okay, I know it 's a bigger business and everything, but a strong man in that should not refer to their career as I have endured the pain of being a strong man for 10 to 15 years. That's a horrible thing to say, yeah? But that also shows me that they love the sport so much. So maybe if we do a little bit by starting a new trend of why shouldn't they be put in X quality of hotel or why shouldn't they get X type of food or why shouldn't they fly comfortably or why should they not add... A little bit of a fun element to their trip to this country they've never been in, you know. Yeah. It's it's not much. It's not crazy prize money, but it's the highest in the business. Yeah, and yeah. we'll start somewhere. And the bigger we get, the more sponsorships we get. The more we get, like even we always try to give more to the athletes. Hey, promote this; you'll get an extra bonus of that. Um, help us out with this; get an extra bonus. Of that. Even our second year, a lot of the strongmen were injured. Yeah, yeah. We still time. flew everybody over. We, have, we flew Martins over, um, we flew you and the family over, Janashia. Well, all of you guys were broken. You couldn't compete. But that doesn't mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a lot of money to spend. But what it did, what it made, I, I hope, it made everybody feel like, okay, they're treating us like family. Yeah. We're part of the team. We're part of the family. And then suddenly everybody's jumping in and saying, can I help you with this? Can I help you with this? Can I help you? There's nothing... Wrong with creating that atmosphere? No, because uh, the pro—it's not that many people. No, the strongman community—not a hundred guys. Exactly. Is, so. Yeah, exactly. And if a, a happy, relaxed athlete will give his best, and then the athlete performance will uh, dictate the quality of the show. The quality of the show will dictate how much money we can generate for that, and then it's a circle. It just keeps getting better and better and better. So that's how we're usually thinking about things sorry i went off on a tangent i don't know
1: it's 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 nice to kind of get into to your thought process and see where you're going with the the sport because um you know we we do need to make it bigger we do need to make it better and and like you say the prize money isn't great in strongman it's slowly starting to improve now but we want to we want to see strong men earning the money that we see some of these other athletes earning because it is a tough sport and it's not a sport like (laughs) I'm <laughs> I'm a big darts fan, as, as a lot of people know. Mm. But you can you can play darts week in week out. You can play it day in day out. It's not going to really, you know, your recovery from darts isn't so no. hard. So they're they're playing for decent money week in week out. There's players that can earn really really good money from from just prize money, let alone anything mm. else. In strongman, mm. you cannot compete week in week out. It's physically impossible. The weights are too heavy. Your body will just get broken. The risk of injury is so high. So. It's a little bit more like a fighter. You need to that that kind yeah. of fighting, you know, purse that rewards Absolutely. the athletes to put their body through the punishment needed to perform at such an elite level. And, you know, we, we are getting some freakishly good athletes coming into the sport now, but the best, best athletes will always choose the other sports that pay bigger. And until <laughs> we can, you know, compete with the likes of, of you know, maybe not to like, Football level, but if we're sort of you know paying the guys mm, mm. big money, they can earn enough to retire off or, or to live off for the rest of their lives, rather than a very small. I mean, world strongest man, you're looking at fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. You you need to win that's that total. Prize. No, for for first prize. First okay, prize is okay. Fifty. So, you know, it's a nice payday, but y- compare it to other sports, even like bodybuilding. You know, <laughs> the, the Mr. Olympia winners getting way way more than that. You look at mm the talk of the money for Thor and Eddie, they, those guys would have to win World's Strongest Man 20 times to earn, Each. What, yeah, to, to earn what they're kind of, you know.
0: Each in a period yeah. of 18 months.
1: Yeah. So, so but a
0: 50,000 payday for like what is considered to be one of the, the, the and that's once a year. Yeah. That's once a year. We are, uh, this was supposed to be our first year where we had three shows. Yeah. So that was going to be half a million dollars in prize money. A total yeah. Uh, split between 20 qualified guys it's still a decent payday but it's still not at the level unless there's some ancillary forms of, of income like endorsements or sponsorships or this and that I mean the first year I was amazed at I think I was having a conversation with um, with Mateusz and he was telling me he had competed like 20 times that year Crazy. or something like that yeah yeah well, which is fine, but you know, and I feel, but you know for sure, if you want longevity, that is not the way to go. Alexei, look at Novikov. Yeah. Novikov, when he showed up in Dubai last year, he was on his 11th competition
1: well, in a period
0: of like three months.
1: It's something I tell Because you need the to make ends meet. Exactly. I tell the youngsters all the time, because two good examples are myself and Terry Hollands. Mm-hmm. We both competed regularly when we were… A lot. Yeah, we competed a lot. And I'm talking, I was winning shows, winning pro shows and getting a 1,000 euros sometimes. <laughs> you know? And I, I look back and I think, why? <laughs> why did I do this to myself? Yeah. And the answer is I just loved competing, you know? That that, that was the, the – if, if I'm totally honest, I loved Strongman. Yeah. I just wanted to be the best I could be, and I loved traveling around and competing. But I look back now and think, you know, with the injuries that I've suffered and, and kind of – you know how how could I could have been if I didn't make some of those mistakes and 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 made sure I was a bit more selective for for shows. So even like I remember Eddie on his way up, and I was like, don't compete like Terry mm. and myself did. And he was smart; he marketed himself well, competed and focused on the big shows, and has done very well for himself. And you know, it's great to see athletes in the sport actually earning some decent money and, and bringing such a fan base to the sport as well. Guys like absolutely. You know Thor as well. He's got a huge fan base. Guys like Brian Shaw's Adrenus is a a little bit different, but Adrenus has a huge fan base as well. Mm -hmm. And it's it's good to see we're starting to get where it needs to be. It's still a long, long way from it. There's there's still not that many guys that can call themselves professional strongmen.
0: No, no. And I that love that you mentioned that you love competing so much that you'll do it. I don't know if that was something that was taken advantage of.
1: Oh, 100%. You know, that's why By, I became a lot cagier as I got older and, you know, a lot more defensive and a lot harder like, to break down. But
0: uh, They'll do it for 500. Don't worry about it. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll do it for sure. sure. I don't okay. know if that's taken. I'm sure that in some dark, closed room somewhere, somebody's sitting and saying, uh, well, you know, because we, actually, <laughs> I'm not even going to speculate. This is a true story. Um, when we were looking for a venue for World Ultimate Strongman 1, when you saw the venue we ended up in. Yeah. <laughs> so when we were looking for that venue, I think somebody here who had worked um, or uh, been a strong man or did a strong man show or whatever, he tried to approach the same venue um, behind our back. And then the venue managers came to us. And they're like, do you know this gentleman? We're like, yeah, we do. He's trying to snake your deal and he's saying that he's more connected than you guys and this and that. And he also said, these guys don't know what they're doing. These athletes are getting paid way too much. Strongman can be done a lot cheaper. Wow. And I told Eddie this when everybody arrived for the press conference in July. I'm like, can you actually believe that there's some people out there, promoters, yeah. saying, they're not big promoters, right, saying that, oh, these athletes are getting paid too much. <laughs> like that, that's, that, that it's, it's that mentality due to which the sport took ages to progress yeah right but that's like how wrong is that oh this can be done a lot cheaper these guys are spending
1: way too much money definitely on the athletes what the where's the vision to make it a big impressive sport and, and really bring the, you know the huge amount of fans into it but what else are you going to spend your money on most of the money should be going towards the athletes
0: right because they may, without them you don't have a show yeah. right yeah. so that's your foundation right there athletes equipment. And then all the the showboating and the lights and the, all that can be done. Yeah. But a good strongman show really literally needs a 15 by 20 meter space, good flooring. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> right? With our <laughs> stage nightmares, we'll get to that in a minute. And good referees, good production team, some lights really and, and a good atmosphere. That's all you really need It's a very simple sport, even though it has complicated implements. Yeah. But if you're shortchanging the athletes or promising them a thousand and then say, "Oh, well, it was a thousand after this," here's five oh, hundred.
1: Thousand was bad enough. Yeah,
0: right. Like, and you're going to skimp off? Of
1: that? Come on, man.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that's even worse when, and, and I've been in that situation before, where the prize oh, money was the prize money was set, and that's what, you know, if the prize money's set and you agree on it, then then great. And then you know, they're like, "Oh, due to exchange rate stuff like that, you know, you're not going to get as much as you want." It's like. Come on, guys. this is you know we we're not talking big money in the first place, so it was um a learning curve for sure early on in in my career but
0: so all these stories fueled us to do better, yeah, and we'd never like we'd never done a big show to that level with so many moving parts. There was like eighteen different things going on, yeah, but what it did is it put us on the map, drew a crowd, and all the the showy stuff like getting you guys what were driving into the police cars and those crazy trucks and all that it was it, it was a nightmare whilst you guys did not know anything that was going on and I made sure that Mark boyd didn't hear anything that was going on so we had three different radio channels you don't want so the straight. angry Scottish man then <laughs> no because he he's he was on stage yeah refing and running the show he did not need to hear at any point that so-and-so section had a fire in it <laughs> right can you imagine hearing that in the middle of doing the atlas stone timing or whatever it is he was yeah. doing I mean, you have to divide it up yeah. so so i'm kind of my, my job primarily is to be the sponge for all that kind of stuff Like, hey what are we gonna do like just put mark on a different channel so there was mark's channel then there was the production and then there was security that's it
1: so many things went wrong that's well so- talking of tell tell us Come on, so what's some of the worst things about promoting shows? Some of the, some worst of the hardest things. Okay. challenges you've had? From a, from a projections
0: perspective, it's a, I suppose it's a cultural thing, everything, events is last minute anyway, but like the UK for example, British fans put it in their calendar and they buy tickets in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Here, not so much. 90% of our ticket sales are done in the last 48 hours. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, our tickets include food and drink. I don't know what you can't. So when the venues call us, like how many people are coming? How much food should we love? Like, I don't know. dude. (laughs) I don't know. The first year, 1200 people showed up at the door without tickets to buy tickets at the door. (laughs) Just showed up 45 minute drive out of town into the desert. So that is, um, a challenge. uh, because we, there's not enough of a fan base here yet to do an arena show, yeah. and because our format is a festival, usually we have had the challenge twice now of having to set up a stage yeah. for the Strongman because the venue is not uh, it does, does not have the capability of having... Uh, we would have to put on a separate stage. And there's not a lot of music and festival stages that are strong enough for it's what boring. could go wrong. <laughs> mm. So the first year, I think it, oh man, I feel so bad. It kind of broke a little bit from the, it was, no, it wasn't the yoke. I think it was the axle.
1: I think it was the yoke because y- I remember Brian Shaw moaning about it.
0: The axle is what cracked it. Ah, okay. And then the yoke finished it off. Like, I think Shaw felt it when his foot went in the thing. But that was tested to 1,000 kilos. Per square foot. Okay. That was the strength of the stage. Yeah. But what they didn't do, and they didn't even consult us with, 1,000 kilos per square foot is fine. Uh, yeah, 1,000 square foot or square inch, I, I, I forget. But what about when you drop it from a height? Yeah. We <laughs> took that and drank out, right? <laughs> um, the stone loading, we had those big platforms that we'd rigged f- um, flamethrowers at the top. Yeah. So that- <laughs> That was great. It would have, <laughs> if it would have worked perfectly, it would have been great. It only worked for the beginning. So, when they tested it with the stones, they didn't because te- it was all Wi-Fi calibrated. Yeah. So, what they didn't test was what happens when you slam a stone onto that platform. The whole thing shakes, so all the <laughs> so there's was like flame, flame, spurt, nothing. <laughs> Guys, this was our final show moment, it was actual two meter tall flames that were supposed to shoot out. And things like that, last year, last year you were, and I did not tell, I have not told you this yet. Go on. So, Not the day of the deadlift, the day of the big show. Okay. Right. show was, doors were opening at 3 p.m. You and Eddie were there already with the commentary. At 11 a.m. they told us that we
1: don't have internet. You did tell me this story. You have told me. I did. Go on, continue. So everyone. Can but hear. I didn't tell you on the day, I think. No, no, not on the day. You didn't tell me at all. Can you
0: imagine? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, oh, it's fine. People can use Wi-Fi. I'm like, i have got 10,000 people who have paid a dollar ninety-nine to watch this. Okay? Yeah. Internet is a pretty important part of a live stream. So all because their IT guy was not available that day. So- something. I don't remember what it was, but I'm freaking out. is freaking out. I'm calling Aussie we need to find a solution. So, we actually, within three hours, we had to set up rent, call, and set up a satellite. It's, don't ask me the technical thing, but it's something called um, 4G bonding. So, they take a bunch of SIM cards and give enough of a signal to, to be able to, to live stream. And the live stream was perfect, but it got perfect at maybe a minute or two before the, the doors wow. opened. And that happened the first year as well. <laughs> the first year, we didn't know if we could live stream or not up until 20 minutes before the doors opened. Wow! So <laughs> That—that's the kind of. Uh, but you know, it's all an interesting day, day at the office. So it's 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 all it's all a learning curve for. It's, a, it's all a learning curve. I mean, I think the best example is they use an example of a. I think it's a well-known phrase or a comparison: the Swan effect. Like on the surface, it's so majestic and floating if you look underneath the water <laughs> everything is on fire things are going crazy everybody's crying and but you know as long as the athletes and the attendees don't feel it that's that's part of the job that is the
1: job yeah of fact. so yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna address a little bit of an elephant in the room right now okay, okay. and I remember we we're in Dubai I think it was the first time Terry Hollands being as blunt as he is sometimes. Don, what's up with your eye? <laughs> that <was> the, oh. <laughs> I remember you I, saying that.
0: I, I, get, I get that all the time. I get that all the time. So what happened is, I mean, did you want the short version or the actual story? Wait, have I ever told you the story? I don't think you have. So, okay. So just to get it out of the way for the viewers, this is a prosthetic eye. A prosthetic eye. And I actually customized it. It's actually a clock.
1: Yeah, I remember you, sure me.
0: It's not a working clock, by the way. <laughs> that, would, that would be absurd. Um, a few years ago, uh, there's nobody to blame but myself, by the way. I bought this ridiculous suicidal kind of motorcycle, right? And I was not patient enough to wait for the guy to install a speedometer okay. or front brakes. So <laughs> I'm, I'm riding the thing and I didn't realize how fast I was going. I hit a bump in the road, lost control. I thought I was doing 80 kilometers an hour, but in fact I was doing 150 wow. on what is essentially a rigid frame 1972 Panhead custom-made Harley. So it's a small bike really. So I flew off and I was wearing that half helmet and sunglasses. So I landed in that, from that speed onto my face i hit the pavement face first sunglasses shattered into the eyeball so that burst inside my head sorry people it's a big graphic and uh, i didn't pass out i got up full of adrenaline <clears throat> where's the bike no cars nobody else and i could feel like i knew something is really wrong um because i crashed i bounced on the other shoulder i bounced and rolled 50 meters away from the shred. it was a hard I'm surprised. I got up and um, a car stopped to help. And I look in the passenger window to see the driver and he just went. I'm like, right. If he looked at me, recoiled, there's something seriously wrong. And I'm trying to look in the side mirror and he's like, don't, don't. So I looked and I couldn't really see much, but I knew that was all mangled. <clears throat> so there was no... I suppose I'm lucky there was no shock factor. You know, like you see in war movies, you pass out and they wake up like, sorry, we had to amputate your leg. I knew that I was, like, can I swear on this?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I knew I was fucked, right? (laughs) But 30 minutes for the ambulance to get there, they took me to the hospital and they figured out the emergency room. They took out shards of glass and that's when the pain set in. Um, it was actually a very hilarious emergency room experience because Brad was there. A couple of other friends of mine were there. They were just laughing through the whole thing, making pirate jokes and uh, the usual. Um, so then they put me to sit. I may have gotten into an altercation with the doctor because he, the pain was probably the most excruciating thing. His small bits of glass
2: yeah.
0: up until the inside where your brain is. Oh, and God. he's picking them with a the thing. And so I may have... Muscled my way into some extra morphine that day <laughs> just for the pain. And then I passed out. Next day, emergency surgery came out of the hospital. Uh, sorry, came out of the, the the ops room, the operation theater. Sorry. And the doctor tells me, um, like I knew, but there's still that sliver of hope. And he just put that to bed. He's like, you because they had to cut the optic nerve from its root. All That's how eye. deep the glass was. So luckily, I'm um, over the years, I've trained myself to go straight into the acceptance phase, skip anger, denial, grief, all of that, just go, I'm like, all right, man, you're fucked, you're fucked, what are you going to do? And um, and then, yeah, what he did do was he said, we did a we tried a procedure we don't usually do with trauma,
2: yeah.
0: which is, they do it with clean excisions like cancer or whatever. They dropped a, an implant in the socket and reconstructed the extraocular muscles, whatever was left from the mangling uh, around it. So, this is actually a half a shell. It's not a full glass eye. So. <laughs> 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 so,
1: that's a so hell that's of a party actually,
0: trick. You got that. That is a party trick. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's got to be a lot. So, <laughs> Sorry, also, I be laughing. <laughs> the, no, it's, it's, it's hilarious. I leave it in people's drinks and everything. <laughs> but you see, see this? It moves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the, what, that's what awesome. was left of the muscles. It's still slower than this one. And um, so he's like, I, I just tried it and it worked. I'm like, well, thank you very much. I'm supposed to get a couple of more plastic surgeries because there's no muscle here. There's no muscle here. So it droops a little bit. But honestly, yeah,
1: I don't you, care. You're looking good. We don't worry about
0: that. I was, I was never under any illusion that I'm a pretty man. Right? <laughs> so this, the, the, the rugged look is much more, you know, that's, that's 2020. <laughs> Let me tell you one funny story about that. This. this is the kind of friends I have. So if you, if you see, I'm not sure if you can see, see this? Yeah. This, this is it's actually a very, yeah, a straight cut. Yeah. Because after I came out of the hospital, of course, I got on back on the motorcycle straight away because that's, you don't let the fear set in. Yeah. So my friends were sitting there, we're having a few drinks and they're like, it's amazing how you went through all that and you didn't get the, the sexy scar. <laughs> right. And we're pissed at this point. Like we're we've been drinking for 13 hours or something. And they're like, so what do you think? Because I still had bandages on. They're like, if we do it now, nobody will know. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are not seriously suggesting. They're like, yeah. So, I, And I'd forgotten about this. I remember two years later, I'm like, what's this? So apparently got, one of us we went and got a butter knife. <laughs> and tried to got, a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> All we had, <laughs> so we had. He's trying to cut the whole thing, and he's like, "If you do it later, you look pretentious. Now there's a bandage; nobody knows what's underneath. Come out of it with a proper scar." Uh, it didn't work. I think he got distracted or something. So it was, it was a.
1: How old were you at the time, done?
0: <laughs> nah, I was only a kid. I was uh, thirty-six. <laughs> this is not too long ago. This is six, seven years ago. Seven years ago. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. man. Well, I'm glad we can laugh about such a, a devastating time, I yeah. guess. You, you know what it is? I mean, it's
0: devastating, yes. But, you know, you don't actually learn anything or you don't learn much from a good experience. You only really learn from a bad experience. Yeah. And, and maybe you and I have had this conversation. So there's, a, there's an English writer, Alan Watts. He... Um, Hinduism, Buddhism, he, like, focuses on that kind of, um, uh, I think so. there was a story, have you heard the maybe story? There's a Chinese farmer whose horses run away, and then, um, the neighborhood, like, all the village comes and says, oh, that's a very unfortunate event. And yes, he says, yeah, and
1: he, yeah, he says, way? maybe, yeah, yeah,
0: then the horses come back with more horses, they're like, oh, that's a very fortunate event, he's like, maybe, and then a horse kicks his son, his son's leg breaks, they say, that's unfortunate, he says, maybe, Next day, there's an army draft and they skip his son because he's got a broken leg. They're like, well, that's a fortunate event. You never really know what yes. it might lead to. And in retrospect, this is probably the, one of the, if not the best thing that has ever happened. Because it just taught me so much about myself and how I can handle adversity. Because once you go through something like this, yes, it's horrible. First of all, you're very grateful and you're very thankful because... Yeah, I do It could have been a lot worse. It really could. Exactly, or in a wheelchair or something. I could have been completely, like you know. So that's, first of all, yes, gratitude, and then how did I deal with that? Of course, there's a little bit of, I mean, you're upset. It's it's, it's a body part. It's human nature. We're going to be. Then you do, yeah, you have a cup of concrete. You harden up, and you just move on with it. Yeah, and that goes into other aspects of your life of how you deal with things. Uh. But you never know what something that seems horrendous now might lead to something better that you wouldn't have otherwise come across. Yeah. Let's take your injury, for example. Yeah, yeah. That's a prime example. How I I remember calling you two weeks after you came back and I've never heard you sound so I mean you were trying to be Yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for the call, blah blah. blah. But I could tell that Oh yeah. You were seriously upset. And I don't know what the background of that was. I don't know. But telling you, somebody who loves competing that much, and it's a form of income that you probably can't compete for a year, what does that do to one's head? Yeah. You you tell
1: me, you know, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, we've we've spoken about it. I mean I I'm probably in the best position I've ever been in right now, and, and mentally more focused than ever. Since that injury, but I, like you do, you do go through that roller coaster of emotions. It, it knocks you back, and unfortunately, it probably has finished my career. You know, I'll never say never. Maybe I'll do another comp, but it's it's led me into a different path now. And now I'm very, very focused on what I'm doing. I'm enjoying life, and you know, I can look back and enjoy the competitions that I've had. But it, and <laughs> you're, doing, time, great.
0: And you're you. doing great. And you're wow. uh, doing great. And honestly, you, you, you're doing great. And I think. Competing is one thing, but what you're doing now and where it's going, you, in a couple of years, if not sooner, because things are happening so fast these days, you you already are well known and respected as a contributor to the sport. But what you're doing right now, like I've seen some of your episodes. I mean, if if not religiously watched them, I try to watch when I can, whenever I have time, but you're drilling and digging, So many stories, so many
1: unspoken truths. It's it's trying to get the fans to understand the people behind the sport. Because from my point of view, as much as I've loved watching Strongman over the years, I like to, and in in any sport, I think if you want to, if you really want to support someone, you need to get inside that person's character. It's all very well watching 10 guys lift an Atlas stone. But when you start to really care about that person lifting the Atlas stone, then it starts to become you know, much, much bigger. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched the winter Olympics. I quite yeah. enjoyed the winter Olympics, but basically it's the same thing again and again and again, you know, yeah. boxing matches, you, you get behind a certain athlete and then you get invested in it. And, and you, you, know, you, you really do. I'd sit there and watch a load of YouTube videos building up to a different fight in, in boxing or the UFC or something like that. And I'm, I'm trying to create a little bit of that now with my YouTube page. Um, setting up a, uh, a podcast very soon, and a few other things, and obviously I'm loving doing the commentary for for you guys, and there's talk of doing things with other people as well. So it's keeping me busy and um, keeping me involved in the sport in a, in a different way, and I'm I'm really loving it. This adding a story,
0: you're right, because look, people will buy into a story. A Monet or a Van Gogh or all or a Picasso, those paintings mean nothing without the story behind it, yes. right? Yeah, and so what you're Doing and what has been missing, I think, is that character um, Character enrichment of each athlete in strongman that would give it So much more substance. It would give the sport, the competition, the journey so much more substance To something that has otherwise been viewed as one-dimensional. Oh, look, it's a guy Or two-dimensional even so adding that look at the Stoltman's. Yeah, yeah, and this is why we wanted to do the athlete profiles and stories because even I never knew some of the stuff about Tom or Luke or Alexei. Yeah. Um, it's little things. It's like sort of a two-minute documentary, but it adds that, okay, this is a person. This person has dogs. Yeah. He has yeah. a family. Yeah. He has been through the same shit that we've been through. Yeah. And right now, he's doing this for us. And he's figuring out how he can train to do this thing in some backyard. Or It's more relatable. Yes. Yeah. And I think by bringing these guys, all of them, like Travis, I watched the Travis episode the other that day. That was incredible, wasn't it? Man, it was heartbreaking yet inspiring at the same time. Yes, very much yeah. so. Just to see and, the and way see, he's
2: come back see from see the pain.
0: Him. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I, I really, hats off to you, Laws. <laughs> <Really, laughs> please,
1: please do keep it going. And I, your channel, <laughs> <laughs>
0: your, your channel is just... Is just
1: Hopefully it'll keep growing. I'm, I'm re- I really appreciate all the support from, you know, there's so many oh, of course, man. of course. hardcore strongman fans. Uh, it's the funniest thing is I've actually had new fans that didn't realize I was a competitor, <laughs> which always makes me laugh. Is that the best though? That's brilliant, I love it. So I must be doing something, right? So that's, that's nice to hear. But, um, you know, hopefully a I saw a, few- a comment, uh, so, sorry, sorry, I saw
0: a comment before I forget, that's, it was on an Instagram story or something, Go follow Big Laws Official, which is the best channel for strength sports. Yeah,
1: that was right. Nice my, to see.
0: Nicely done, Laws. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're getting there. We're, we're slowly getting there, and I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying it. And I I do plan on on keeping this going forward. So, if people are enjoying it, please keep watching. Please keep subscribing. But today we're talking about you, Don, not me. So, <laughs> <laughs> that deflection
0: to... <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> anyway yeah. i don't, but just I know to finish off whatever you need from
1: us you know you can always thank you very much no, i appreciate it before I, um, obviously i know you're very busy but um what can we expect coming forwards from the world ultimate strongman obviously i i mean i sort of see you a little a little bit like the the dana white of um strongman you sort of dana brown <laughs> dana, <laughs> dana brown. brown there we go <laughs> we um we had a you know the, the, the for sport for for you know economy for for everything this coronavirus has really mm. fucked a lot of things up for people you know it's a terrible thing there's there's some terrible things happening but there's a lot of people that want to see i think just normality or some kind of normality we want to be able to watch the mm. sports we love we want to be able to work we want to be able to do the things as humans we all naturally you know want to keep progressing and so many sports have had to stop you guys Rather than looking as a negative, you decided to to work around it best you can to make some kind of positive out of the situation. You set up the World Ultimate Strongman Feats of Strength series, starting off with Thor going for the deadlift, and you had a a really good series of events. Um, I've loved being a part of it. I've loved, obviously, even if I wasn't involved as a doing the commentary, just as a fan, I've loved it, being able to see all the athletes competing. you know, it's given me content to, to post about, which has been great. I love kind of re- reviewing the events and doing some predictions. And sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. But that's that's the fun part of it. Predicting and reviewing. Yeah. Like that's um, like within a 24-hour period. Like this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. It's all, it's all good fun. But obviously, you guys want live shows. You want to to be able to But give, give us an idea of what you guys or, – or tell us what you can, at least, of, of what you've got coming up.
0: We – Okay, so the, the, the issue is anything for, for us to say we know this and this and this for sure would be arrogant and naive because yeah. we don't.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Every week there's something new. Yeah, or every week there's Exactly, uh, government comes up with a regular, sometimes to the point of being contradictory in the same, you're like, what, what, what did you just, I spent yeah. five minutes listening or reading to this article and I still have no clue what you want us to do. So, and now they're predicting a second wave in the fourth quarter, right? That lockdown, so I have the thankless, I'm in a sort of a terrible position where I get some insider information that I, the public does not need to digest. So I know that it's, the bad is coming, but that lockdown will not be as severe as the first one, we hope, because the first one, everybody kind of learned how to, Right, we need to do this. We need to lock up X in order to bring the numbers down. Now, all this is, by the way, assuming that things don't get worse or some new mutation doesn't happen or people yeah. completely don't disregard the, whatever the guidelines are. And I mean, like, the, you've seen how it is. You give them a little yeah. bit of free. People just don't care. No. Was it in Bournemouth? Was it? Yeah. Was it Bournemouth? Yeah. Bournemouth be- yeah, beach? beach. It was ridiculous, absolutely crazy. It's- so, aside, keeping those things aside, we like we did with the Feats of Strength. We look; it's not it's not ideal, but it's something. Yeah. Let's plan for how we can make something work in the absolute worst scenario, and then anything that happens after that is an absolute bonus. Yeah. So that's how we thought about it. I mean, to be fair, when we launched or announced the Feats of Strength. We got a lot of shit for it. Yeah. We had to endure a lot of negativity. Like there's a million people locked up at home, angry, frustrated, they can't train. And the, the funny thing about that is we never said official or non-official world record. It never started off as that. It was feats of strength. Yeah. And, that was so, and then Eddie went and said something and then Doris followers jumped on his ass. And then. 2.4 million from here. And then YouTubers picked up on it. Then Shaw jumped in. and So our social team came up to me. They're like, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. People are saying, this world record doesn't count. I'm like, what world record? What you, it's a, we said feats of strength. They're like, yeah, but now they're saying these are not world I'm like, okay. So I called Mark. I'm like, and he's obviously upset. Oh, this is not right. People need to take it seriously. I'm like, okay. He's like, should we just keep it at feats of strength? I'm like, yeah, but let's just add Feats of strength and world records. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's what the buzz is. That's what yeah. the buzz is. And whether it was, we're very good at handling negativity, I hope. Yeah. We have a very nice social team, very polite, very yeah. informed. And uh, all it took was just enduring that period of, look, it's something that's never been done. Anything new will always meet with resistance. Yeah.
1: Well, look, I mean, so, not- I don't know if you're a big UFC fan, but you know, the Fight Island thing that um, they, they, they did got a lot of negativity at first, whereas now people are loving it. It's entertaining. We'll get, we'll get to that as
0: well, since yeah. we're talking about it. <laughs> since, we're, since we're on the subject of, uh, of new things coming up. Um, but the, way, the way we did it, we're like, look, and then Mark made a video and tried to explain it to the fans that, okay, look, we have two options. Could not do anything or we can create something out of thin air, eat some insults, you know? And, but people will eventually come around. And it didn't take more than one or two episodes where people were like, oh, okay. This is actually a thing. To the point now where, what's happening this Saturday? We're yeah. getting messages like, ah, Like, it's almost like, I can't believe it's over. Yeah. What's this new surprise bonus you're talking about? When's there going to be a season two? Broadcasters, ESPN, come on. I I know people are desperate for content, but ESPN doesn't message you or email you or call you every day and say, hey, we're going to lower our standards and we're just going (laughs) to take whatever you can show us (laughs) and put it as, because honestly, Laws, aside from darts, I think darts were the first ones. Yeah. But we, I'm very proud to say, not to toot our own horn, but we were the first to do spectatorless sport in this COVID time. Then UFC did it, yeah. and then now NBA and I don't know what and things are coming back. Okay, we'll do the sport made for live stream and for TV without spectators. Yeah, whether it's a corporate social responsibility or whether it's safety, whether it's whatever it is, sport was such a big part of human life. Yeah. I think nobody realized it until it just
1: <clears throat> very much so. Yeah.
0: So we, I, I, I I can't say for sure, and well, some of the things I can't really speak about as well, but I'll give you the gist of it. What we're trying to do is we're seeing the feasibility of a Feats of Strength season two. Okay. Um, hopefully, starting in September, we have a bunch of the athletes interested. We have a couple of sponsors interested. We have a couple of broadcasters interested. I don't want to, like, we don't announce until things are signed. Yeah but we're working we're working on it. Yeah. Um it's gonna be shorter because, because hopefully World's Strongest Man goes ahead in November and we need the guys to be done and dusted with a month to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. After that, however, we are working on unfortunately a spectatorless version to begin with. If things get better, we'll look into spectators. We're working on that we've got this private island that we can fly strongmen into okay um that's cool it's it's not far away from here yeah and we're just (laughs) looking at the logistics and the mechanics of it because it's it's not bad because if you look at 15 athletes with their spouses a couple of coaches it's not more than 40 people in total you guys any commentators referees it's not more than 40 to 50 people and it's gonna feel different. It's gonna feel weird. I mean, you saw the first couple of UFC. Yeah, um, some people liked it because you can
1: you can yeah. hear the. But do you know cracking. what? you got to remember someone like myself. I'm from You're the a big fight uh, buff, aren't you? Well, I'm, I'm, big, I'm a big fight buff, but I'm also from the generation of strongman where you competed in front of a couple of people. <laughs> ah, <laughs> so, right. You know, I've been so in those Spectatorless shows. is not spectatorless, new. Spectatorless, yeah. That was that was just normal. A couple of family <laughs> and friends watching. That was that was normal when I when I started out. Even even in some international shows, there's, there's been shows where maybe 40 people watching. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've been in that situation, so maybe for like the older guys, as Adrenises, Brian Shores, Terry Hollands, they'll be used to that. It might affect mm. the, the the newer guys a little bit more, but I don't think it would. Um, I, don't I think it I, would, especially since we kind of did a, a little primer
0: with yeah. the feats of strength. I mean, we actually incorporated a question I think interview at uh, the afterlift interview with everybody that how does it feel for a competitor who's used to, for example, doing a Giants Live competition with ten thousand people in front of you. How does it feel to know that there's nobody here and yet there's hundreds of thousands of people watching you? It's a bit disconcerting I think and getting the athletes take on it was a very important uh, piece of feedback for us and you'll never have that adrenaline rush or whatever
1: the feeding off the fans whether it's stress or whether it's positive it's just it's not there. It's, it's but It's a unique feeling and compete in front of you know 10 15, people mm. it's it's a very special position to be in you know i've been lucky enough to compete in a few of the the, the really big shows in front of the big crowds and obviously mm. that's that's what we all would love to see happening yeah but yeah. if we can still have the action in front of like you say hundreds of thousands of people but mm. they're, they're behind the the camera yeah the guys are still going to get excited about that
0: and of course, they're going to get excited. they get excited about it. But it also, aside from the money factor, a big point of depression during a time like this is I've got nothing to look forward
1: to. Yeah, one hundred percent. So even
0: if it's a small goal of sorts, lift a stone, uh, attempt to break a record, it gives. Because athletes are a different breed. Athletes need they need goals. They need something to aim for. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I So
0: I know that. All our athletes got paid, but if you took away the money part, they still would have done it to a certain degree because yeah. they're like, "Oh my God, I've got a challenge." It's uh, um, uh, for me, like I as an athlete want to do this for me. Yeah. Like, great, we've got fans, and we're getting like you know we're, we're providing content, we're getting paid for it. This is like a, a nice little scenario in a time where everybody's like, "Nah, fuck it, the world yeah. is going to shit. We're not going to do anything." So the feats of strength kind of put everybody in that mentality of we can do something without having a live audience. Yeah. Step two is to actually bring everybody in together because the lockdown here was so strict. And it's because of that, that we were able to open travel earlier than any other part of the world. Cause it's pretty much fully contained here. So we could fly people in testing everything. Now that's going to be a whole different type of feeling when you have A Head-to-head atlas stone in the same location. Yeah with no audience. Yeah, and then just for TV or live stream, you know Yeah, so that's yet another Unique situation that the athletes and us would have to go through but we are planning that Hopefully for December a month after World's Strongest Man. We're trying Um, And then Bahrain which was supposed to happen in April. We're now looking at that in maybe February I have to, like, we have to look at the I calendars. Guess,
1: I guess with a lot of those further, you know, those, those things, it's just going to be wait and see what, what can be done. And Wait and see what can be done, but if we can nail down the,
0: if the spectatorless thing, we can pull it off, and it does work. And so, look, here's our basic simple formula. We have the athletes. We see what they're capable of. Yeah. We've got the sponsors, what they need. And we got the fans what they want. Yeah. And you just do that math. What can the athletes deliver with what makes the sponsors happy and the fans happy yeah. within whatever restrictions and guidelines are at that moment? You can make it work with that. We're in a, There's yeah. something. Exactly. And then we wait and see. Now, if there was no travel, that would have been a bit of a challenge because then we really can't do anything except something like a feat of strength. Yeah. So um, we're just monitoring. We, we don't like to
1: obviously make many announcements. And because you can't sort of push something and then suddenly you've got to take it away all the time. So until I guess you can confirm 100% that things can happen, it's best Absolutely. not to announce things. At
0: all, and especially over here is also, unless you've got all the approvals, you can't make an announcement yeah we uh, hear specifically like unless there's an explicit approval and you've got the license to run a show you can't uh, it's ill advised to go and say hey we're doing this and we're doing that so we we hope i mean we still have time um but we like to give the athletes a 3 months heads up yeah at least and look bahrain it came this close to happening it came this close to happening and it was just ah uh, so I think we're we're in talks with them again to look at February or March next year in Bahrain. So hopefully 2021 will be the year where we will do two or three World's Ultimate Strongman shows across the Middle East or internationally. And
1: um, that's what we're trying to do. Well, we will keep our fingers crossed cuz I know just as a fan I want to see action. I want to see people competing, but I, I want to be there as well commentating as well. So. Oh, you
0: you're 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 part of you're part of the, the family now. You're
1: um, Have you ever been on TV? I've, Aside from the latest ESPN, <laughs> I've done a few like TV shows and films and stuff like that before. Yeah.
0: We'll we'll talk. You might be getting a call very soon.
1: Okay. Excellent. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well um, I'll look forward you, to that. You heard <laughs> it here first. <laughs> We're getting some inside scoops. So this is, this is what yeah. I wanted you on for. I wanted to know what's kind of happening with the, the world ultimate strongman, where you guys are going. Obviously you've put on some great shows so far with a, a lot of learning, you know, I I I've, I've had arguments with Mark <laughs> events about certain things and I think whenever you promote something you're always going to learn from it you're always going to want to do better and that's what when when I look at a promoter that's what I want to see is someone that can take some criticism and you can clearly see they want <clears throat> to improve time and time again and that's what I love about you guys you know you're always trying to move forward always trying to think outside the box trying to to make the the sport bigger so you know,
0: we ask every athlete after every show if you were doing this, what would you do? And we've had some very, like a lot of the guys only give positive feedback. Some of the guys focus on the negative, but like some of them might be simple little things, like how long the walk was from the warm-up room to the bathroom, for example.
1: Yeah. Small, small like, little go, things, like, like that. year one, where yeah, yeah, that was that was an issue. Not a huge issue, but it's an issue. But, and it's... but it's an issue that needs that needs to be addressed. Uh, so we're always
0: trying to learn, and like I mean. Arguments are great. Look, I, everybody knows on the team, they n- now know never to ask me, how did it go? Yeah. Because I hate every show. <laughs> I hate it. So they know to give me a nice 30, 24 to 36 hour window before they even approach and say, so what did you think? Because yeah. if they ask me on the day, i
2: like, oh, shit. <laughs> I never just
0: <doing> tear <laughs> it up. Because if you are a critic of your own product, it's the only way you will improve. Yeah. Now, when you say arguments with Mark, by the way, Mark and I are like this, and we yeah. work very well and closely together, but we hardly ever agree on anything. Yeah. Yeah. We never, because he's an athlete. Yeah. Which is great because I can never look at a show the way he sees a show. Yeah. You, right? you need those different visions. You really do. It's important. But we've never had an argument where, you know, but we just, like, hey, we need to do this. No. We <laughs> just, it's, it's, it, we never agree on the same, we're never on the same page, but we, always end up doing the right thing or... Is, I just love the dynamic. I just love yeah. the dynamic. And we appreciate, contrary to popular belief, we appreciate the likes of yourself who are not afraid to say, I think this is wrong. Yeah. Whether, it's, whether or not it's my place, I think this is wrong. Because holding back on that, I think, is a major contributing factor of thing, why things don't improve.
1: Well, That's, I mean, I, that's why I, I, I used to be when I was younger, I used to be quiet, just accept the situation. Whereas as you get older, you just think, fuck it. I just, I want this to get better. And, you yeah. know, I'm not saying I know everything, but I've got some ideas and I want to sort of, I want them to be heard. <laughs> and, and, and and Mark and I never
0: take, we hardly ever take unilateral decisions. Yeah. Ever. Like even when I say unilateral, like him and I both, we always get a perspective because somebody else might see something that you haven't even thought of. Yeah and it it's is, it's good to bounce off of yes exactly you know, and, and that's, go on i was just as going to athletes, say athletes yeah. yeah, sorry go on sorry
1: no i was just going to say i've had conversations with yourself with mark and it is bouncing ideas and trying to come up with with better ways of doing things and it's not always that, that you just know what's right you've got to try and you, you can't look you at can't. things from so many angles you've
0: done 50 to 100 competitions right probably more <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably more your, yourself. I mean you've been on the ground from an organizational perspective in the rain in a, somebody's backyard in a garage in a field you now. why would I not take your feedback into account when you say I don't think that that's you know that's going to slip over there and that's going to slip over there which we've, we've been doing this for three years, yeah even if we were doing it for twenty, just hear the guy out, man. I mean, if it's a shit idea uh we'll, it, it will we'll know but, but if it's we rely on that and staying quiet and not stating your opinion now stating your opinion too much that's a whole yeah. other story yeah. but we want to take that into account we ask the guests we ask the referees we ask the athletes we ask we pretty much ask everybody who's involved what can we do better next year and we love criticism now We we, we just love it because that's how we improve. Um, I think that's been our ethos from day one—that you just get better, better, better. Because remember, we're a very, very young enterprise coming into something that is of the mentality of "if it ain't broken, don't fix it." Yeah, for forty years, and we're coming and trying to make a difference. It's a process, but it's not a process that uh, you have to be willing to endure. The growth pains, yeah, yeah so growth. to speak,
1: mm. exactly, you know I, I like I've said to you guys, I think you're doing a great job, and i'll always be here if i if I think I see something that that is worth mentioning, then that 's just my nature. I do it with all the promoters uh, I, I sort of no, took, took a stand a few years back to that I 'm not going to keep quiet about stuff anymore it's <laughs> I had a conversation with Colin the other day. And he said, yeah, "You you always give me shit," but um, <laughs> it's it's not from a bad place. It's just I don't mm. want athletes, fans, promoters to go through some of the stuff that I did early on. I, I want the sport to get better for for all of us.
0: You know, I mean, I even even though it has become better, there's still a lot of room for
1: improvement. Loads of room for improvement, and that's the just trajectory. But, but I, I think I think every no one's ever at that. Top, top level. Uh, the, the guys doing incredible things in, in other sports with huge money, they're still looking to improve, still looking to make things better. And I think it's when you, when you sort of sit back and say it's good enough, that's when things start to go downhill. Yeah. So It's, it's yeah. always looking at if, – if I took it from an athlete's perspective in terms of getting better as an athlete, the minute you think you're good enough, the rest of the guys overtake you. And it's, it's yeah. always just focus on your own progress. Keep getting better and better and better. That's, and that's, that's my attitude with everything I do. Um, and it's what I want to see with, with, with strongman, just keep improving, keep getting better.
0: So, so out of curiosity, what, what do, what do you think of this, the new developing breed of a strongman athlete, the, the leaner, more athletic, the Tommy Stoltman, the Kilishkovsky, the Novikov. The why
1: why, why do you think I'm sat here doing the commentary now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, i mean um, saying that. I think at my absolute prime, if I look back at what I've done at my best, I'd still be competitive if I could, if I could get to my best. But mm. the drive isn't there anymore to, to put myself through what these younger guys are doing. And I think mm. when you've got family, you've got, you know, responsibilities, you're – I mean, I, I've – probably to some detriment to myself, I've said Brian Shaw doesn't have the same look in his eyes mm. that he had five years ago mm. and there's nothing wrong with that you know the guy's got a family he's got you know his youtube which he's focused on his other businesses that he's focused on when he was younger yeah. he had laser vision I'm, mm. I'm a you know i'm a big fan of him as a strongman i, I see him as one of the best Me of all too. time Me and too. i think he's past his best that's not to say he's not still an incredible strongman i still think i could compete in an elite level but mm. I don't have that hunger that I had when I was younger and I don't think he does either. Mm. And when mm-hmm. you can, you know, that we, we can make excuses and I have in the past, I've sort of said, ah, oh, if I do this, if I do that, I, I, you know, it's easy, it's easy to sort of try and convince yourself of something. But when mm. I'm totally honest with myself now, I look back and say, right, for the last two years, I haven't had that drive. I haven't had that hunger. Um, and i'd actually say 2012 was the last time i was really hungry where really? literally yeah i'd say 2012 was when strongman was everything it was literally all i cared about it was 100% i did an interview with luke richardson the other day and oh, that is that, that kid that, that's a new you can kid on the just see block, that man. focus when mm. when a lot of people tell you they really want something they just they don't really want it they're just saying it mm. that kid I believe him one hundred percent when he says he's focused on on you know becoming the best he can possibly be, being world strongest man. You just look at him and you say, yes, yes, you do. And there's no. Do you know he qualified? Do you know he's qualified yes, for, yeah, I know. for World's Ultimate
0: Strongman? Yeah, yeah, no. Via I know. official Strongman Games, he won, so he's automatically got a spot at the next worst we do. And but recently.
1: The progress. He's, he's what, 24, 23? 23, I think. Just 23, yeah. He's, um, he's going to be, you know, he, to, when he grows up, he's going to be good. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? But he, he's got to stay focused. And like the likes of him, the likes of Tom Stoltman, we've got some mega but, talent in the UK right now. I know you don't want to talk about you, but go back to this 2012 thing. I don't really believe you. What
0: happened in 2016? So you were telling me you won Europe's Strongest Man without hunger? come
1: on uh, yeah it was.
0: Or, or that deadlift where you tore your lat yeah when I, you were I, clean th- shaven
1: was... by the way <laughs> <laughs> this works way today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no um yeah 2012 you tore your lat, I think was it 2014 I tore my lat um yeah and I, I was you know 2012 I tore my labrum in my my shoulder okay. uh, over in a contest in China and that was the initial kind of Time where I started getting a lot of injuries. Just trying to rush back. I was trying to do strongman full time, like I said earlier, doing some of these smaller shows, trying to live off prize money. Real stupid. Would never advise anyone to do that these days. Um, and I, I started to lose that drive. I didn't. I, I stayed good through discipline. You know, you you make discipline can get you a long, long way. So you make sure you get up. You make sure you stick to your routine. You get your food and you train, but. I wasn't as hungry as I was before then Mm. I'd had, I had a, a, you know, a a daughter at the time, young family, um, met Liz around that kind of time. And it sounds bad, doesn't it? You know, (laughs) but I I just started to have things that were a little bit more important to me than strongman. Didn't mean Mm. to say I didn't love strongman. Didn't mean, you know, I've always loved training, still do now, but the hunger wasn't quite the same as it was pre 2012. Now, there's moments you can really switch on. And obviously, Europe's 2016. I won the World Ultimate Strongman 2017. There's other shows that I've won. But that's just discipline. Just mm. being able to get into the gym, tell yourself you've got to go. You know, people always go on about how do you motivate yourself to train all the time. You're not mm. motivated to train you all the time. You're you can't. You're not motivated to work all the time, but you still discipline. got to go to work. <laughs> and it was exactly, the same exactly. the same thing. But, um, yeah, that's that's for another story. But, but I Do wonder- you think youth has something to do with that? Yes. I think yeah. we're
0: just generally hungrier when we're younger. And when think, we're older, we kind of decide based on a bunch of other factors that a young buck wouldn't take into account. Yeah. A young buck just wants to go, I want it all. But when you get older, it. you're like,
1: hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes as you get older, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you let other factors dictate what you're capable of. You know, I look at <clears throat> you, you look at certain athletes when they're really driven. You know, yeah. and you can really see the difference when when they start to achieve those goals. All yeah. of a sudden, they don't have that same drive. And for me, right now, I look at I look at He's, in my opinion, still laser focused. Still wants to be. You know, he wants that world title. Maybe when he wins that world title,
0: he loses will, a bit yes. of that kind of
1: hunger. You know, and um, that, that's what you see with like guys like Eddie, guys like Thor. I mean, Zadrunis is an exception. I don't know how he keeps going. Because I think I, I think that Zadronus and Elon Musk
0: both arrived on the same spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> they are not of this planet. That's extraterrestrial, right yeah. there. <laughs> was it? He, he was just competing now, uh, like a weekend. week back.
1: Yeah, in some was it, was it last weekend? Was it- yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, I think he was meant to be commentating. or I, I don't remember what he was. What he was supposed to do, but he was competing earlier that
1: day. I mean, I did a, I did a video on the youngest guys ever to compete at World Strongest Man, and I, I missed it, yeah. I missed Zydrunas off. He was really he yeah, was only twenty two, but it's because you don't think of zadrunas as some up and coming youngster. You know, he was twenty two mm. in his first Worlds, mm. and he's gone on to be the oldest man ever to win World Strongest Man. A lot of people really, don't
0: I I wasn't I he's didn't know. The that oldest fact.
1: guy to win worlds at thirty eight. Really, yeah. So he's he's, oh, he's, wow. an, he's just, and he's had the longest career out of anyone.
0: He has, he has. He, just, he started at eighteen,
1: I think, or something like that. Younger than that, I think. <laughs> he, well, certainly lifting younger than that. He was about fourteen when he started lifting. What is he now? He's like 40. He's our age, isn't he? When I
0: say our age, you're way, you're way younger than I am. <laughs> I, I think he's my age. Yes, the drones and I are the same age. We're forty-four. Yeah, yeah, 44. He is. Uh, yeah.
1: So, yeah. That's it's crazy, um, isn't it? It's it impressive. Is. It's impressive. But, but you know, it just shows what's capable if if you kind of still have that hunger. But I think most people, and you see it in all sports, you can't keep pushing yourself. To I, I saw someone say that um, Luke's going to win twenty world strongest man titles. I'm like, come on, man, <laughs> that's just crazy. Oh you know to 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 do this this stuff for twenty years at the top level that's that's brutal. We've seen some incredible guys that have managed it's, four or five
0: It's probably the same guys who were thinking that, oh yeah, but Rauno, pritchett bishop Coron, they're going to get twelve reps of four hundred or It's probably the same crowd Maybe. there's no perspective
1: it is like, but no it's been really good talking to you don. I, I don't want to keep you all day, but um we'll definitely get you back on in the future, obviously
2: appreciate it thank you so much i've
1: enjoyed chatting to you um can any of the fans find you on social media or do we focus on the the world ultimate strongman pages world ultimate strongman it's don injuries if they want to find me i, I just put up memes and <laughs> <laughs> it's always sort of entertaining
0: I, maybe if i actually end up lifting something respectable i'll hey, put it i, hot I hot saw hot you record. do was it a
1: two, 240 deadlift the other day
0: yeah, but 240 is like warm-up for you guys. But it's three times my body weight. So exactly. Mm, look, it's,
1: it's, it's, all, it's all kind of relative. you know. It's a big yeah. weight for you. It was thank a good you. So I saw that. I was, I was like, yeah, go on, go on, little man. That's good lift. <laughs> One little old man. Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> go on. It's been thank a pleasure to chat to you. Chat to you. Guys, I hope, you did, I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Don. A little bit different to uh, not always having the big athletes on. It's nice to get the um, insight of some of the promoters as well. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the channel. And we'll be back with more soon.